Welcome back. So we did one interview before with Bill Shaw, and uh, everyone seemed to love it. So I figured we better bring on another one of our competitors. So we're here today with Chris Bear, and he drives a 2.6 Pro Street diesel truck called the Rowdy Ram. This is our 2022 points champion with CS Polling Promotions. How are you doing, Chris? Good. How are you, Chase? Good. Thanks for coming on. So I think we should start off, and I, I don't really know how you got started in polling. So I think we should start off if you give us a little history about how you got started in polling. And uh, your first truck. Oh boy! Um, so it started um, 2001, and my first truck was at the time a '98 um, Dodge Ram 2500, just my street, my everyday driver. And um, of course, you're just out of high school and that, and this great Stoneboro Fair has a truck pull, so we got to go truck pulling. So did that and kind of got hooked, but quickly, you know, being younger and that I didn't have the funds to, to chase it the way I wanted to. So, um, at that, a little bit after that time, I got involved with the diesel hot rod association, the DHRA and my girlfriend, now my wife at the time, we would travel around the country and I was a tech official and she'd do registration for the DHRA. So that's kind of where the the passion of diesel motorsports evolved. And that goes back to the original Shives event and such. So um, that's, so that, that's where it started and how it started. And yeah. So at what point did you build the Rowdy Ram? <clears throat> so the Rowdy Ram was actually originally built by Lauren Miller um, with Warren Diesel Injection. And they built it as a 2.5 truck and ran it for a season and a couple pools and i bugged jesse for a long time i'm like hey sell me that truck you're a ford guy you've got a cummins and and we finally came to an agreement and i purchased the truck um it's it's nothing the same as what it was then um when the only thing that is still the same is the body and that's it um we've yeah. completely changed everything over the course of four years, four and a half years now. Um, so, and here we are <laughs> yeah. with what it is Const now. Constantly evolving. I know you did a lot of work, um, what, this past year before the 2022 season, right? Yeah. So 2021, um, we, so we, we changed a lot of chassis stuff for the 2021 season and we found some more power and the, the original engine, the 5.9 that the truck came with from the showroom, had 336,000 miles, and we beat it for four years on the pooling track. At Langford, New York, it finally said it had enough, <laughs> and the, the, <laughs> the block cracked on us. So that at that point, it's like, all right, now it's time to, to really build this thing out. And so last winter, um, the winter of 21, we, we built an entirely new engine, and did some more chassis work, not as much as we did the previous year, and then came out this year with a whole lot more power and proceeded to continually tear the drive line up. So and I think that's going to be the story going forward with a 2.6 truck with our our rules limit, limiting us to a lot of OEM components. Yeah, I think you're right. It seems like the guys are making more and more horsepower, but 
you know, with, with the limitations to the one-ton drive line, I think that's where you're going to see it, it become very challenging. Yep. Yeah. So like originally, like our class with a, most all the diesel truck classes, you know, they pulled a 26 inch hitch height. Um, we got a 24 inch to save the drive lines. That, that was the whole reasoning for that. And, but we were 750, 800 horsepower trucks at the time. And yeah. we're way past that now. So now we're going to be back to the issues of just tearing, tearing drive lines up, you know, mm -hmm. keeping transfer cases, ring gears, axles. You're just going to have to have a lot of spare parts to get through the season. So, yeah. so for the people that uh, they don't, for some of the people watching, they might not know the horsepower range and you don't have to give us an exact number, but what's the range of an average two, six truck horsepower wise. Uh, I, I would say your range. So your, your top, your top end, and, and guys are very, very shy about their horsepower numbers. They keep a lot of it secret. Um, so it's tough to get, get guys to really admit what the engines do. Um, so on an engine dyno, because we don't chassis dyno our trucks, you can't. So it's true engine horsepower at the crank. Um, 1250 is, is a, about one of the high, the high limit right now. Um, so we have achieved that number. I mean, I'm proud of the number that, that Dustin with Apex Diesel has created with that engine that we have in the truck now. Um, we kind of surprised both of ourselves when we put it together earlier this year and, and put it on the dyno and, and got the, the power that we did out of it. And then like your bottom end trucks in our class now, I'm going to say are probably around the thousand horse range. Um, there's yeah. very few that don't make the thousand horsepower number now, but a good average is going to be 11 to 1150 would, would yeah. be probably 80% of your trucks probably. Yeah, and I know what a lot of the top running trucks, you know, they're coming out of Ohio and, and of course you and Ron, some top trucks here from Pennsylvania. So and, and you guys can compete all over the country. And I think that's one of the things that I really like about your class. And we've talked about this before, but you can, you guys can go run anywhere. You can run out west, you can run down in diesels and dark corners, which which you have done this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah, being a PPL sanctioned class, Lucas Oil class, um, that allows us to go anywhere. Um, there's, they have four diesel truck classes that are nationally sanctioned diesel truck classes that can go throughout the United States to events and the rules, everything is just going to be the same. So um, the fact that we can be a part of that means a lot. Um, myself, of course, Ron King goes with me a lot um, and he even travels more than I do. Um, we like chasing these big events because it's, it sometimes, I mean, we have incredible competition here. Um, there are some incredible trucks that come out of the state of Ohio that, that Ron and I battle against weekly throughout the summer months. But to, to be able to go to some of these shives and, and diesels and dark corners and compete against the Georgia trucks, the Wisconsin trucks, guys from Missouri, even Nebraska, um, that's a good time because it gets all of us together that, that, well that we think we're at the top of the game and and, and hash it all out on the track and yeah it's a fun time so we i enjoy the competition because we we want to be the top at the top of the sport so yeah that's well, how you guys it. yeah oh yeah that's true and uh you guys were down in down in diesels and dark corners you want to tell us a little bit about how that went so georgia this year um <laughs> this was my first trip i was going to go last year and of course we blew the truck up in new york so that wasn't happening. Um, you cannot get parts to put an engine together very quickly. We found out. So, so Georgia, this is my first trip to Georgia. 
Um, we pulled Friday night and Saturday night down there. Um, Saturday night rained out, so we, we only got to do one run, one hit on the truck. And as is normal for me, luck of the draw, I was second hook. <laughs> so out of 32 trucks. Um, so that being said, um, we, we did the best with what we could with it. Um, the track changed a little. I didn't get the sled set exactly where I wanted it, but I was very impressed with what the truck did. We, we made some changes about a month ago um, to the front end to get it to bite harder. The first time we went out and tried that, we imploded the transfer case into a thousand pieces. So it worked, which I mean, when you tear that up in the drive line, you know, the truck hooked up. So we put all, put it back together and went to Georgia and, and the truck did hook up again. And we were able to get 10th place. Um, I think ninth. So, so I was 10th place. The fifth place truck was nine inches in front of me. Really? That's how tight the competition is at the, at, at the top. I mean, when, when you throw the best trucks together, um, of course, Ron, he went farther back into the field from me and I got to set his cone and told him where to send it. And he did and made probably the best pass that his truck has ever made. And he, he walked away with fourth place out of Georgia, which he will tell you is about the most impressive thing that a six liter Ford could do. Um, yeah. It surprised the whole two, six world down there. Um, mm -hmm. So. Well, I think it's really impressive that both you and Ron went down there and, and top 10 that's, and there, how many trucks were there? Over 20. There were 32 trucks. Um, wow. And so when I say 30, those are 32 32 of those trucks could have won. Um, it, it was, it's a stacked field. You don't load your truck up and drive 12, 15, 20 hours at $6 a gallon diesel fuel. If you don't think that you have a chance at, at winning, they don't, they don't pay, you know, very far back. So like to, to be in the money, you, you, you have to, unless you just really want to go on a road trip. So, so the guys that showed up, I mean, these are the best trucks in the nation. And so to, to have two trucks come out of Western Pennsylvania that, that pull with CS pulling promotions to go there and to, to, to come out of the top 10 in the nation that we were, we were thrilled and, and happy and all our hard work has proven that we have good trucks now. Yeah. It was really impressive and just heavy hitters from all over. I mean, there's guys from Ohio and all over the country really that went there. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, all, all over the country, literally, um, the the in our world of of two six pooling pro street diesel so we consider to like our our biggest competition um there's a lot of really good trucks coming out of wisconsin the state of ohio and then of course the georgia trucks um can can beat anyone at any moment so yeah. they're, they're all good and and many guys from other states but um it's it's something else to to be able to go there and and represent our area and, and do yeah. well. So, yeah. Yeah. It looks like a fun time. I wish I could have went down because man, it was just so cool to see all the local guys go down. Even, even Jesse Warren uh, yep. from our area as well. So um, it's really yeah, cool to see all local I guys. Jesse, go down. Went down and, didn't Jesse go down and he got fourth place. Um, yeah. I believe so in the super stocks and, and that says something. I mean, that that's, that's an incredible running truck now with that billet block. Yeah. yeah. So any plans to move to uh, some bigger classes like Superstock in the future? Or? No, not at this time. So um, 
so like a two six truck like mine, like the Rowdy Ram, I would say another ten thousand dollars investment, we'd be a three zero. Like yeah. That that's that's where we're at. Like everything is there. We would just have to cut out a few components and add a few different things. Um, so that would be the next next logical thing. You know, move up to three zero, and that the downside to that in Western Pennsylvania is there's just not a lot of other. There's no competition. There's there's not a lot of trucks. So then we would be traveling out east and farther into the state of Ohio to pull. And I don't know. I don't feel that I'm done accomplishing what we can in our class. So, yeah. and to be honest, if the day that I'm done being a 2.6 Pro Street truck with the Rowdy Ram, I feel that I would just retire that truck, put it in the back of the barn and and build a new truck. So yeah. um, give that truck to my son someday. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Which and I, and I think we're going to see a increase in numbers in Pro Street in Western PA and Eastern Ohio. There's a lot of these trucks that they're running in, in say Sportsman Street Diesel and they're already running a 26 charger and just they're they're so close to being 26. So I, I hope that they make the jump up to 26. They help out the numbers and you're competing for, you know, three, four times the amount of money that you would in a street class. Yep. Yeah, I think there are, there are a lot of guys that that are in the cusp of jumping up and, and they're friends of mine and I'm strongly encouraging them. I'm also trying to encourage, you know, a lot of the Ohio trucks to, to venture our way and, and pull in our, our area here. Um, there's a handful of trucks out of the, the Western part of New York that um, I go up and compete against once a year and it would be nice to get them to come down too. And then I also, though, there's the, the reality of the, the price of, of things right now, um, the expense of getting to the events, the time and the fuel costs and that um, are hard on guys. So there are a handful of um, two, six pro street trucks in our region that are just parked right now. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully the climate economically can change before next year. And it's, it's affordable for everyone to get their trucks out and go and enjoy a little bit of this freedom. Yeah. And now coming from a driver's perspective, what do you think one of the main factors in getting two six trucks is? Um, I don't know. I, I, I feel that like, and I, I hate to say this, but there's, there's some guys that, that, that won't come out because of the competition because they, yeah. in their mind, they're like, I just, I can't compete. And then there's other guys, you know, it's just purely like a cost thing. Um, mm -hmm. Our, our class, you know, when it started, it, you could affordably get into it and build a very competitive truck. That's not the reality anymore. Um, they, they, the amount of money that you have to put in time if you want to be one of the top trucks is, is just ridiculous, to put it nicely. Um, so without the sponsorship help that I have, I, I honestly couldn't do it at the level that we do. Um, of course, with Dustin and Apex Diesel helping us out, that's just huge. Um, there's, there's no way I could afford the the parts that he puts on that truck <laughs> that, that make it go down the track. Um, yeah. so I, I don't know what it's going to take or what it would take to, to get the guys to come out other than if it's in your blood and your passion about passionate about it, um, you're just going to come out and compete. Um, yeah. it's nice to know that you can go out and compete and potentially win and get into the money. But at the end of the day, I just want to go and have fun. 
You know, I don't yeah. drive to Georgia or anywhere else thinking that that we're we're gonna we're a winning truck. Do I think that we are good enough that we might get lucky? Yeah. But the reality is I just enjoy doing it. And I enjoy the people and the 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 family atmosphere of the the truck pulling world. Yeah, and I think you almost have to to be in the sport because obviously no one's in it for money. <laughs> no, not really. Um, I'd like I'd love to be <laughs> to change that. Um, I've always thought to myself that, and it, it makes no sense to me that truck pulling is the one motorsport that you can't make a living doing. Yeah, and it just I don't understand that. Like where we have all these other every other motorsport that you can think of, you can make a living racing snowmobiles, dirt bikes. I mean, yep. but you can't pull in a quarter million dollar diesel pulling truck. So yeah. it's just, um, we need, we need to change that. Um, I just don't know how, but not saying that I want to make a living being a truck puller, but more guys would be involved in the sport if financially it wasn't a strain on them, even if it was just a break even that yeah. they would, they'd be involved in it. Cause I mean, you don't look at a hobby as something that you want to make money, but in this day and age, if the hobby costs you enough that it's taking food off the table, potentially you're going to, you're going to rethink it. So, yeah. which, and that's, that's the bad part because, and I'm just kind of um, thinking out loud here, but I think even with a two, six truck, you've got to be over a hundred K to make a competitive truck to be in top five. Oh yeah. Yeah. And this day it's and age just, for yeah. sure. Um, Economically, it's just not feasible. No. I mean, if, unless you can just lock into something like to, to build a, a truck from the ground up. Um, the, the numbers are just crazy now. And it, it's even gotten to that point with your, your, your lower classes, your street classes. Um, and it's, it's just cost of components. Um, just stupid things like tires, like, like what our tires cost today yeah. compared to what they were two years ago, if you can even get them. So yeah. Um, like when, when, when your tires double in price, it's, it's just that hurts. So, um, and, and you tear this stuff up, you, you, you constantly have to put into it to, to keep it going. So, yeah. Well, and the bad part is your cost is doubling, but your purse is staying the same. And, uh, that's one thing that I'm trying to work at. I know next year, our minimum purse is going to be $2,000 for two, six trucks. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the bottom line. That way you guys, you know, it's, it's, not great, but it's it's better than what we have been paying, and it's better than a lot of other organizations and, and these smaller venues. These fairs are only paying; they might try to give you a trophy or a couple hundred bucks, and it just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, that, that and that will help. That will honestly, that'll get that'll get guys out and trucks out. Um, a lot of poolers in their mind, if they can show up to the event and walk away, and it was a break even. And when I say a break even your, your fuel costs, your, your, your time and money to get to the event, not the cost of the the truck. Um, if you can walk away with that and you go home and it didn't cost you anything to go that evening and pull, I, that a lot of guys that, that means a lot. So, um, winning the money is, is great because then it, it makes it easier when you, you have to buy the, the, the parts and the tires and new turbos. So, yeah. Which and I'd like to see some of the. Uh, I think the mistake I made this year was um, a lot of my first, second, third trucks. They got a lot of money, but some of our low, lower level guys, they didn't get a whole lot. And I think that might have discouraged some guys from coming and pulling with us because if you were, if you know you're not a top tier truck, 
it's almost they think that there's no sense in coming because they're not going to get paid. So that's yeah, one of the I other think, things we're going to change. Yeah, I think that that, that all that, like if even if they can get their hook fee and a, a few bucks for fuel back, um, yep. all the trucks like that, that helps, you know. I mean, I, I'm not saying that there needs to be like a minimum just for showing up, but if there was a minimum just for showing up, that would maybe get guys there. I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it does turn people away when, it, like, if they think, well, I'm not going to drive that far because I can't win. And yeah. the way I look at it, on any given night, anybody can win if you try hard. If you try yeah. hard enough and you're smart about it, um, we all have good trucks. And I've been beat many, many times by guys that they just surprised themselves that they did it. And that's, that's just, that's how the sport needs to be. And that's how I want it to be. Like there, nobody should be dominant. And when any, any truck can win on any given night, that's good competition. Yep. Yeah. I think you're right. And uh, yeah, I mean, you pulled out a lot of, a lot of good events and it just seems like there's a big mix of, of top tier trucks you don't i mean you probably have a top five that are going to be that you can guarantee you're going to be first second but as far mm -hmm. as the competition goes you know it, it can be mixed up so that's what makes it nice about your classes it's so close to yeah yeah like if you look at the, the the results on a lot of evenings um at the end of the pool even if there's half a dozen to 15 of us everything's bunched together um mm -hmm. so the, the very rarely is there very, very rarely is there like one truck that's just out there eight, 10 feet in front of the rest of the field. Um, and, and that's, that's fine. Like, I mean, when we're beaten and competing by inches, um, like when we went out to Shides, you know, I mean, you take 12 of the best trucks in the country that qualified for the, the evening show and they all finish within like three feet of each other. Mm -hmm. That's, that's competition. Now, now we're cutting inches. So, what can you do? What can you change to, to get another inch out of your truck and, and get it to bite and hook differently than that? Um, so to me, that's fun. Like yeah. that, that just, that, that makes it fun. So, yeah. Yeah. How, how was Shides? Cause I don't think we talked about that yet. I mean, that was probably one of the biggest events that, uh, that you probably attended this year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Shides was the, probably the biggest for me. Um, we did go to Langford, New York, to the Langford Nationals, and then, of course, Georgia, and then I would say Shides. Um, so those those would be the, the, the real three large events where you have a lot of competition. Um, so Shides is, is dusty and hot. <laughs> so Friday was rough. Um, with two six pro street trucks, we have to qualify um, to, to pull in the night show. So they take um, – we qualify in two separate tracks. They take the top six trucks out of each class, 12 trucks pull at night. Um, I don't remember the exact numbers. There are 26 or 28 trucks, roughly. Oh, wow. They put 14 or 15 trucks on each track for qualifying in the morning. And so we would pull in the morning, and it was very dry and dusty, as Shides is known for. Um, so the first morning, Friday morning, I, I there, there's – we pull on wet clay. It's mm -hmm. Western PA. It rains. <laughs> Our tracks are always wet. So I, I was not set up for that. Nothing was right. Um, I did not qualify on Friday morning. So, um, you know, go back and, and that night we changed some things in the, in the setup to make the truck hook differently 
than, than we do at home. And the next morning, so Saturday morning, Saturday's the show that you want to make for mm-hmm. some reason. Saturday's the big show. So Saturday morning, we went out and qualified um, the number one truck. So oh, we wow. were the number one qualifier. So that obviously a big boost of confidence and a change from the day before when we weren't able to qualify to come out and, and to be the top truck in qualifying. Yeah. And then luck of the draw, just like Georgia, I'm one of the first trucks down the track, number two hook. So you can't drop the hook. You're living yep. with it. Um, so, and, and we picked the line, you know, and, and went down the track and everybody just followed us. Uh, it, 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 we made a road and as the, the, the 12 trucks went, it literally each truck just went a couple inches farther than the next one in the same exact spot. So we ended up at eighth with an eighth place finish um, for mm-hmm. the, the Saturday night show at Shides, which still being said, okay, it's Shides. This is the best trucks in the nation. And to mm-hmm. walk away number eight, I'm proud of that. Yeah. So, Another top 10 finish. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. nothing to be ashamed about. So. Yep. Yeah. So other than those bigger events, you ran some small events. Um, so your first event was at um, Knox, right? May 21st. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first event and for the, for our pulling season this year. And actually our, our first two events were with, with mm-hmm. CS pulling. We went Knox, um, went out and there with, and then to Hummingbird. Yeah. To racetracks. Racetracks <laughs> are fun to pull on. Oh, so yeah. if you can go far enough, you can start going around the bend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, which we did at Hummingbird. That, that was yeah. um, 392 feet or something. It was, it was crazy. So, um, so the Knox pool, that was our first time ever hooking the truck with a manual transmission. So the Rowdy Ram has been an automatic truck forever. And, mm-hmm. and we, had, we ran a built 48 RE and, it was very predictable running an automatic transmission. They, you do the same thing every time the truck will do the same thing every time. Um, so then we thought we needed more options. So we had profab build us uh, a transmission, a three speed this past winter. Um, and that was the first time actually running it. And for the guys that or anybody that's watching that doesn't understand. So the profab, we have, we have three different options of gears that, that I can run. Um, and in my truck, first gear is direct drive, and then the other ones just go faster. So how fast can you make the truck go and get it to hook at the same time without blowing the tires off? Mm-hmm. That was our struggle all season. So we tried different gears, different everything with the, the how we preloaded the front end um, till we've we found what works on certain tracks and that um, I did find out what works on racetracks and that was what we did at hummingbird. So, and yeah. we duplicated that every time and, and it, it did well. Um, Knox, man, I just got lucky. That was, a, there was, there's no test. Um, so, I mean, we're, we, we launched the truck for the first time with a, a manual transmission. Um, Dan Valence at Valera clutch has built me a custom four disc clutch and it's weighted. So that was just a different thing. If you've driven a vehicle with a, a clutch, it, it doesn't feel like your, your street pickup truck with a clutch. So um, luckily I didn't screw it up and the truck did its thing. It was able to, 
to scrap out a win there. So yeah. And for those of you that are watching it, didn't get to see it, I'll play the video here. For this is the first one from Knox. So maybe here. First run on the brand new Rowdy Ram. Yeah, and you can you can even see in the start. So like I notice it like how when you when you watch the tires start to engage and that like you, you see the little chatter and that that's yeah that's learning the clutch. If you show the video of Hummingbird, uh, that that was a smooth launch and and it, it just as the season progressed we got better with yeah. controlling the launches and and the truck doing what I wanted it to do. So yeah. And we got that video from Hummingbird because that was the one where you started going right around the bend. Oh, it, it was great. It's the greatest feeling in the truck to go yeah. 33, 34 mile an hour. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's cooking in our trucks. So yeah, we'll play that one here. All right. something else to to start going downhill and around the bend <laughs> so. yeah well i think we kind of threw our sled operators for a loop because we started up on the hill up on the bank and then you yeah. go down so the top speeds were crazy i mean we were oh, it was, it was crazy it, it it we had that and then the fact that it's it's a dirt racetrack i mean this is clay man do the trucks bite into those tracks they they just love it um you're either going to hook up or you're going to break something so mm -hmm. yeah those were your first two events, and then you made a run at Weeklands, and still top five in the class, I believe. So yeah, I, I don't remember where we placed at Weeklands. Um, so my truck, <laughs> it does not like muddy tracks, and 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 um, Weeklands, we we had a lot of rain and everything, and the track was really wet. So I just cannot, I can't get mine to hook on on soft tracks. I need hard hard tracks. Um, we do well at like a bunker hill facility. I mean, usually that's, that's a very, very tight track. Um, I would love to get my truck back up in the Warren County fairgrounds at some point in time, because that's one of the tightest tracks in the nation. Um, yeah. Georgia was really tight um, down there with the red clay. So, um, and, and I'm pretty stubborn too. And I think that kind of hurts me. I I'm, I'm loyal to those mud grappler tires on the front of my truck because that, that I think, I mean, we have the power and if you have the power and you can make them work, they'll put you out front. 
So, yeah. so um, do you ever switch tires then, or do you pretty I much run to. them all season? I used to, but I didn't this year. Um, I, 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 I left the mud grapplers on. I, I took my STS tires to numerous pools and there were times when Ron's like, I'm switching and he, he switched his tires and other guys did. And I'm like, Nope, I'm just going to send these. Um, I should have switched at weeklands. I can, I can tell you that right now. Um, that, that, and there were three or four other events where I, I honestly should have, mm-hmm. but if you can make those mud grapplers work, man, I, I very rarely get beat by a truck that doesn't have them on. So I yeah. kind of look at that, you know, what, what, when I do, when we do get beat, what are, what are the other guys doing? You know, what'd they do different that night? So, and yeah, so I, I don't know. Next year I'll probably just, I'll be loyal to the mud grapplers again, other than a few tracks where I know now that, that we'll probably just, just not even bring them. Yeah. And that's pretty much the only two tires that people run in two six, right? Yeah, for the most part, um, the BFG All Trains um, used to be the tire to have. Um, very, very few trucks across the country will ever run those anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And there, there's a couple guys that try different things, different parts of the country. Um, down in Georgia, they have different dirt, so they, they can run a different type of tire than we do, um, a more of an all-terrain style, and and they do very well with that. Um and then they bring them up here and one of them brought Hank <laughs> brought his truck up for size <laughs> and whooped on all of us with them. And we're all like, geez, yeah. oh man, we haven't run those tires for years, but boy, did they work. So, um, so it, it kind of makes you think though, it's just like, okay, what we did 10, 15, 20 years ago, we thought we evolved past that. And we're like, Oh no, that we do this and it's better and everything. Maybe we need, some of us need to rethink and go back, instead of trying to rewrite the book and, and do some of the stuff that we did many years ago, because it worked then. And we just thought that we, we'd come past that and there were things that were better. Um, so it makes you wonder. Yeah. Yeah. And I know every time I post a video of you and Ron's truck, either one, people are always asking about the tire offset from your front tires to your rear tires. Do you want to explain the difference there? Okay, so the, the idea is you, you want the front and the rear to, to be in different dirt. Um, the front tire, as it's, as it's digging along, um, it's tearing the dirt up. You want the rear tire to, to be in different dirt. Um, so the, you, you want the truck, the, the sled will load the rear of the truck. The chain and the weight of the sled loads, loads our rear tires. So that's where you get the, the weight on that. The front of the truck is, is loaded with preload in your weight bar, your weights that you put out front. So we try and offset the tires to, to be in fresh dirt and to allow the, the, the load different difference from the front to the rear to, to work differently. Um, mm-hmm. There's two ways that that tires are offset. Like when you see a pulling truck and you're like, well, how is that? Um, so like Ron's truck, his axles are shortened and cut and that on my truck it's done with wheels so we we have custom made real racing wheels with it with offsets on the building to the wheel and then on the fronts of the truck that that's the rear the fronts of the truck we put spacers and we space the wheels out so um so that's the idea there and what we're trying to accomplish um if we were dual dualies like if we were a 3.0 truck it would be a different different story 
at that point, but as single wheel trucks, we want all four tires to be in, in fresh dirt all the time, if possible. Yeah. So. And one of the other comments, someone asked if it was less stress on the rear axle after you shorten it, like what Ron did. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. So, um, let's put it this way on the front end of a Dodge truck, like mine with a nine and a quarter AAM axle in it, the short axle side. So the driver's side, because mm -hmm. the pump is offset to the driver's side is the one you break. So you break the short axle five times to one that you would break the long axle, a longer axle, the length of the axle shaft itself, um, will allow it to twist and flex, I feel. As you shorten them, they become very rigid. And mm -hmm. so it's not truly stronger. Um, so there's, I, I won't say that there's any advantage or disadvantage to say like the shorter are going to be stronger or anything. Um, when we break axles or anything like that, it's it's when you see the trucks hop. So mm -hmm. when they, when the, the pan, the, the sled loads the rear of the truck, and and it doesn't bite properly and the, the rear end will hop up and down because as it comes up the tires rotating and then when it comes back down to the ground they bite just so hard right at that moment and you just snap the axles so yeah and your truck you really didn't have any issues with hopping this year at all did you no so my truck um has never hopped <laughs> ever luckily <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm actually i'm actually kind of proud of that um but this goes back to what I was saying, you know, what we did 20 years ago, you know, everybody changes things. I still use some of the techniques that we did 20 years ago, 18 years mm -hmm. ago on setting the chassis up and it, it, it worked then the trucks didn't hop then. So, and it, and it still works now. It, it keeps me from hopping. So I don't break knock on wood, but I don't break axles. The truck doesn't hop. Uh, we tear ring gears up. We, we did that this year, um, but that's usually on the launch or at the very end when you're 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 stopped and you're digging your holes at the end of the track is, mm -hmm. is when that happens, and that's purely just a torque. That that's just we're 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 putting a whole lot of torque through these OEM components that are in your street truck, and they're just not designed for that. So they yeah. they have a life expectancy. So yeah. So other than like, uh, like what, what goes into building a two, six truck versus a street truck? So you've got your pulling hitch, um, hood stack. I mean, there is, there's quite a few differences, right? Yeah. So like, um, the, the, the big difference in, in a two, six pro street truck. So we have to have an OEM body. So the, the, the shell, the body of the truck is, is factory. It's still metal. Um, other than that, there's, there's typically an OEM frame underneath of the truck still that's massively trussed. So we truss the truck up. There's no suspension in the rear at all. Um, the front is on a lot of the trucks is still a factory suspension set up. Um, most of the trucks put hydraulic steering um, because they bite so hard. They, they tear up the factory steering components. Um, the interiors are gutted on the trucks for weight. You don't want anything in the interior. So there's the driver's seat and a steering wheel in a couple gauges and your switches. Um, and then, yeah, we, we run hood stacks. Um, that just makes life easier working on the truck because mm -hmm. you don't have a down pipe and, and everything. 
Um, a lot of the trucks, the fuel is up front on the weight box. Um, most of us carry two to three gallons of fuel at a time. We'll burn a gallon to a gallon and a half in a pass. So we have enough fuel on the truck to make one pass. And, and that's it. Um, uh, my truck, and, and I would say half the trucks out there, um, there's no coolant in the engine and there's no alternators on the engine. So we, they, they live on a battery charger. Um, they're towed to the track, fired, run the 300 feet, shut off and towed back to the, the trailer. Um, due to the fact that there is no coolant in, in the engine. Um, so, and the only reason for that, it's not a power advantage or anything. It's just, if, if you do just crack your block or something, you're not injecting coolant into your oil system, which then immediately will take the turbo out and, and ruin a lot of very expensive billet components inside of the yeah. engine. So oil and water or oil and coolant don't, don't do well inside the engine. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, and then our hitches. So, so we run a drawbar style hitch. Um, we're not allowed to run Reese hitches in our class. So there's a hundred different styles of that um, within the rules. Um, but we have to run hitch adjusters that go down. And just look at, as if you're at pools, look at the trucks. You'll see everybody's got a different take on the hitch. So, mm -hmm. and, and what they think works. Now, do you and Dustin do all the fab work yourself? <clears throat> no. So um, the, my fab work is done by Ben Thompson. Um, he's actually my, if you, if you see us at the pools, he's my guy that's towing me around in the side-by-side. -side. He's my helper. Um, he built my chassis, the, all the, the fab work on my chassis, and he did Ron's chassis, and he's done a number of other 2.6 trucks. Um, he's... He's a fab fabricator and a welder. I am not. So <laughs> that's just not my thing. Um, yeah. I can drive the truck and I can do other stuff with the truck. I, I leave the fab work to Ben and Dustin does the engine. So, okay. Yeah. And Dustin over at Apex Diesel, he was one of our sponsors for CS mm -hmm. Pulling Promotions as well. So he's one of our class sponsors. So huge shoot up, huge shout out to Dustin over at Apex Diesel because yeah. he put up the big championship purse. And then, funny enough, you're actually one points yeah. with CS pulling promotion, so you got the the points uh, check there. You're you'll be getting that tomorrow at the banquet. So yep. yeah, it, it kind of worked out, but um, we we were glad. To, I mean, it, it's always good to win and and to be able to not just win an event, but to come at the end of the season and having done well enough through the season consistently enough to to be a points champion truck. So yeah, um, it takes a lot of work and to to keep doing that and a lot of you break the truck and you got to get it fixed and spend money to get back out or, or you're going to, you're going to get behind on that. So. Yeah. yeah. We appreciate all your dedication all summer because you were at all of our events mm -hmm. and uh, it does take a lot to run points. I know we were talking about that our last interview, the amount of work and effort that it takes to keep up with the point series. It's a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I appreciate you running with us and uh, well, is there yeah. anything else you want to talk about here before we cut off? I don't know. Um, we got a lot in the works for next year. Um, the, the rowdy Rams already in the barn. It's been, <laughs> if you ever watched any of my social media posts, it lives in a, a real nice barn. Um, the engine is coming out of it any day now. Um, we already took our turbo off and Dustin. So, so we run a, a, a guys know, um, we, we run a special turbo that, that Dustin created for my truck. Um, 
as kind of like a research and development thing. And so he wanted it off the, we took it off the truck right after Georgia and he took it apart. And I was actually up at the shop yesterday talking to him and looking at it and it's as tight and as nice as it was the day new. So we did 25 hooks on it and probably nine or 10 dyno runs on that charger. And it's as good as the day that it was new put on. So that charger and, and the design and, and that will, will probably become mainstream, I would assume. And, and cause we proved that it, it works now. It took us two years of trying to get it to figure it out how to, to make that charger and that setup work. And, and it has now. So um, any day, like I said, we're going to pull the engine out of the truck and we're actually building another engine. <laughs> so, oh, wow. uh, yeah. Um, so the one that was in it this year is, is not going to be what, what will be in it next year. And we're continue, continually moving forward. Um, we made big horsepower this year. Um, we made, I mean, I'll say it, we made 1,257 horse on, on the dyno last spring and and we want to beat that like like we we think that there's more there so we're building another engine um and and seeing what we can do with with that this winter spend we're gonna spend a lot of time on the engine dyno with it and and fine-tuning it and then um we're also got a couple chassis changes up our sleeve once the engine comes out um the truck's gonna look the same but but we're gonna tweak a few things underneath of it now that we've figured a few things out over the course of this year with the, with the profab transmission and, and that, so, so we're going to make it bite harder. Um, it's going to go on a diet. So is it being a mega cab truck? Um, I'm kind of hurt on weight. Um, I can't get enough weight forward compared to other trucks. I do have a two inch wheelbase advantage, um, because I'm a mega cab. So I can, I have two more inches of wheelbase. Um, so we think that if we can, transfer weight now and, and lighten the truck up that that's going to really really help us too so so we're going to focus a lot on that where where we can shave a few pounds even if we can move 100 200 pounds to the front that that's going to be our goal so yeah so big yep. things coming next year then yep yeah oh yeah for sure and um we're, we're going to try some new new things from some of our other sponsors um fast fuel systems sponsors us so we're going to we're going to be trying out their new competition style pump. Um, and then I've got a few things for, that Yukon gear and axle gave me that we're going to, um, in the drive line that we're going to add that will hopefully, um, make it last a little bit longer, I hope. And even if it doesn't, and we keep tearing it up, it's going to make it easier to, to change to stuff and to fix. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause that, that, the, the time is is hard to find in the summer months to to work on these yeah. things a lot of what up we are morning laying out in the garage <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i'm assuming dustin's gonna build you an all-new charger then for the uh for next oh, yeah. season oh yeah so. he's got uh, i don't even know what he has up his sleeve but it's something pretty wild so um yeah he usually does he 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 thinks of all these crazy things and i'm the i'm the guy that gets to try them so um <laughs> Yeah, we're going to have something pretty wild, um, hopefully by spring. And I'll share that with everyone. Like, I, I mean, we're, we're proud of what Dustin does in Apex Diesel mm -hmm. and, and, and that. And I'm very fortunate to be on the, the front of what he's doing. And, 
and our truck to be the a display and a test mule, I guess, for all his components. So. Okay. And then yeah. your charger will be available um, for purchase through Dustin then, correct? Oh yeah. 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 I imagine somebody could get it now if they, if, if they had to have that, that charger call Dustin yeah. <laughs> and, and talk to him. Um, so like I said, I was up there yesterday and it's immaculate. Um, mm -hmm. In the, in the meantime, it might end up on an engine and do some dyno tuning and that like, and, and stuff. But, um, but yeah, any of the components that are in our truck, um, Dustin, like, I mean, there's no secrets. There's nothing in there that like he'd, he'd sell and share that information and, and duplicate it. Um, go build the same thing and come beat us on the track. That, yep. That's how I look at it, you know? Yep. Um, so. Yeah. That's the name of the game. So. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So yeah, like, like I said before, thanks for all your dedication throughout yep. the season. Um, I'm sure you'll be running with us next year as well. So yep. Yep. we plan on it. Um, we're going to hopefully be able to run the whole, the whole series again. Mm -hmm. um, next year, our plan is to continue chasing some of the big stuff. So, so our plan is to go back to Shides and go back to Georgia to diesels and dark corners and, and see what we can do on the, the national stage. So yep. um, I enjoy that. And I, I I'm going to make sure that that's something that we continue to do. So, yeah, we're looking forward to next, next year. We just got to get through this, this winter <laughs> Yep. and our wonderful weather here. And by, oh, yeah. by spring, we're going to be all chomping at the bit. I know. Yeah. Yep. yep. So people can find you on Facebook to follow some of your progress as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We share on, on my personal Facebook page. Um, you can follow and like things there and see, there's, there's links from my page to my sponsors to, to Dustin Shop, Apex Diesel, and, and everyone else that helps us out with the truck. Um, and my fab guy, like, if you need something done, give him a call. I can get you in contact with him. He's good. Um, and I, I, I just want more people to, to participate and, and follow the sport because mm -hmm. it, it's a lot of fun. And, and we're just – we're just normal, hardworking guys that do this and we, we enjoy it. So, yeah, I always say your class is super easy going and um, just a bunch of good guys. They're all pretty straightforward. And so. yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, we compete for 300 feet yeah. and we're best friends before and after. And we'll pull parts off our truck after we run to throw it on our friend's truck to try and let them beat us. Yeah. So um, that's, that's just how this is. And, and that's what I love about our class. And I love about this sport. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, I appreciate you coming on and uh, yeah. make sure to uh, follow Chris on Facebook for all the updates and everything and follow CS Pulling Promotions. You'll see Chris Bear and the Rowdy Ram out in 2023. So, yep, for sure. Thanks. Thanks, Chase. And thanks yep. to CS Pulling and everything you guys have done to give us the opportunity to put these things on the track. Yep. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. All right. See ya.